Hi guys, just a quick message, just wanted to jump on and let you know that since we've recorded this following episode, uh, the NRL season has been suspended indefinitely. Um, we recorded this before that announcement had been made, so any reference to the NRL season continuing and hoping it uh, continues on and stays strong is because it was recorded before that announcement. But instead of uh, cancelling the whole episode, we thought I would just jump on here, give a quick message and go on from there, so enjoy the episode. Alrighty, Scott, here we are with another episode. It's been a while. Uh, it's the first episode since we released the Lynn Anderson interview, and wow, hasn't a lot happened since then. So much, so much has happened since then. I don't know how we're going to cover this one, but I'm still on the high from the Lynn Anderson interview, to be honest. The yeah. world's just brushed past a little bit. Yeah, well, since since that interview, it's, the whole world has changed, and that's not an exaggeration at all. It's completely different now, but um, thanks for all the feedback on the Lynn Anderson interview. Uh, it's our most popular episode to date. But, Scotty, how about you? What do you think that we start with the actual footy? Yeah, let's get to the footy. I need to escape the world a little bit now. All right, well, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have lost their opening two games. Both played on Thursday nights. Parramatta won in round one, eight points to two. Uh, we were at that one. And uh, North Queensland last Thursday, winning 24 to 16. So, um, which game do you want to jump into first, the Parramatta or the North Queensland? I reckon we jump into the Parramatta game just to go by order, if you don't mind. Fair enough. All righty. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Parramatta game? I thought it was a, a, a very tough physical game and Parramatta lucky to walk away for two points. Uh, I think both teams' defence was fantastic. However, I think both teams' attack had a little bit to the, a little bit clunky, especially the Bulldogs. I thought the Eels were more threatening overall and they probably deserved to win. But our defence matched up. But our, yeah, I was a bit scared of our attack. Oh, not scared, sorry. Not very happy with our attack after I left Bank West in the, thir- the first round. There was a lot of handling errors throughout the entire game for both sides. And Parramatta, as you said, got a bit lucky with a ricochet try, which was the difference at the end. But I agree with you watching that game from the stands. Uh, Parramatta definitely seemed like the strongest side. But uh, as a positive, we managed to stay in the game with the team who's been tipped for the top four. So mm. pretty good start to the season. Yeah, so, yeah, can't complain with a... Got to be proud of the effort and constantly defending the line and looking good in defence. There's just a bit of polish what was needed, I think, for after that game, just to work on a bit of polish. 100%. And then we rolled into round two against the North Queensland Cowboys. And, well, for us, handling errors, errors at the exact wrong time, a poor passing game, and really uh, we wiped off the floor in that first half, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. It was such a... It's a good weird start, game. Though, I, was say. I was going to say that. It was a weird game. We started off the blocks quickly, and then, apart from that, after 10 minutes or so, just dead. And then a little, we won the second half. So there's positives to take out of that game, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of negatives, I guess, as well. Yeah. I feel like North Queensland took the foot off the pedal in the last 20 minutes or so. Yeah. But, um, I perhaps a, uh, Bit of a controversial one. Was Lewis hooked? I'm going to say, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. I think Dean Pay 
said that he was going to be a learning curve for him and he said that Jake Avilio had something more to add, which was his debut. So it's a massive congratulations to Jake, who I thought played relatively well. He's already got more tri-assists this season in 25 minutes than Lachlan Lewis has this year. Absolutely. Um, I think he was averaging like 10 metres a run as well. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of credit here, Scott. I believe last year we gave Jake Avrillo, uh what was the award for the young player? Pup of the Week. Watch. He won a few of those. He won a few. But I remember saying in one of the early episodes that this is a player that uh, to watch out for with his speed and his footwork. And he showed that on the big stage. Yeah, he looks threatening. But I think when he actually came on, he actually made Braden Wakeham look threatening as well. I thought Braden Wakeham looked more threatening without Lachlan Lewis being in the side with him being on the bench. He just looked like he took one take more control. I feel like... I know. I don't know if Brandon Wake was a bit afraid to take a bit of control in the game when Lachlan Lewis is there, and then when Jake came on, that he felt like he had to step up a little bit. But he looked much better, Braden as well, without Lachlan Lewis being in the on the field. And it just looked more controlled of the game. Heading into next week, it does seem likely that Lewis and Wakeham will be given another shot. Uh, that's of course if there is a game next week. We're not. I'm 100% sure on that one at this stage. NRL doing their best to fight on here, regardless of whatever anybody else is doing. And I think um, they've shown some strong leadership, the NRL. I think it's enormous because as we, I, well, when we filmed this, so the weekend when we filmed it, we, we heard Scott Morrison come out and say that, and New South, I think New South Premier Gladys will check in, say that essential, non-essential services, services and stuff will close down. They'll give them a 48-hour period, so that'll be Wednesday, I believe. When after the announcement tonight is still yet to come, so we still haven't got it yet, is that the all reports suggest that cafes, restaurants, and so on will have to close the doors or have to be very, very restricted on how they operate, such as takeaway service only, where people don't jump in the shop. So, with that said, in the ASL cancelling earlier today, well, suspending their season, sorry, I should say, uh, the NRL, it's the only escape. Like, come on, I need something. Like, if I can't go out, and drink a coffee in a cafe on a weekend or whatever, or go out and watch a movie at the movies, or be... We need something. Not that we watch the AFL, anyway. But I have heard some news that um, the NRL is trying to be put on the essential service list. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. So there you it go. It's an essential service, because if that's gone, then I'm hibernating. <laughs> if that's gone, that's gone, I'm gone. <laughs> like, there's um, nothing we've had some, we can do. We've had some bad news uh, as well that's non-coronavirus related since our last recording, Scotty. Jaden Ockenbaugh and Corey Harawira Naira have been given show clause notices for bringing schoolgirls back to the team hotel. They've been given an extension until Tuesday to reply to that and... With the current situation, maybe that might be extended again. Who knows? Uh, it seems likely that Ockenbaugh will be sacked by all reports, while there is mixed reports on Corey. Uh, I've heard that he, he is going to be sacked from some quarters, and I've heard some other quarters talking about a 10 to 12-week suspension. So disappointing there, eh? Yeah, it's very disappointing, but I bet you they're the, the two people cheering on the COVID-19. <laughs> Those two. Like, hasn't Take that came out? Hasn't it accelerated after? Like, 
It went from making front page newspapers to then talking about NRL and AFL season. Will they start? Oh, like, will they go ahead? They went ahead. Then the crowd's been cut out from NRL games and AFL opening their season with no one in the crowd. Then AFL now pulling the pin. The NRL saying, we're going to continue to fight on. We want to be on the essential service list. Then different suggestions by newspapers and reports inside things, what the NRL are planning to do if worse comes to worse and how they're going to still keep going in a couple of weeks' time. These two players have gone, whoa, didn't we go from the front news to, like, no one's news in any time, like, pretty quickly? Yep, so the heat, heat off them, but we might find out what's going to happen to them this week. Uh, because of these actions, we have lost a sponsor uh, who won't get a mention on here, and uh, we also missed out on getting a new major sponsor, which we also won't mention who they are. Uh, Canterbury uh, Leagues looks like they're going to be granting the football club six point. $5 million. That includes the $5.2 million grant that they always give the club and an extra $1 to $1.2 million to fill the temporary void of not having a major sponsor. Now, before I throw it to you, um, a lot of people are saying thanks Canterbury Leagues and uh, praising them for this. While it is very much needed, isn't that the point of a leagues club to fund the league team? Yeah, I guess you're right when you say it like that. Um... I think it's the appraisals coming how quickly they've jumped on after the major sponsor and another sponsor has been pulled from the Bulldogs, from the table from the Bulldogs. So I'd imagine, I think we could be thankful that how quickly they've jumped to do this. They haven't taken, they've been pretty quick and swift to help out the Bulldogs. I think that deserves appraisal. But yeah, you'd imagine the Leagues Club would try to fund all losses at the very least to help the club be successful next year. Because without... The Bulldogs there or any other team with a leagues club or everyone without having a rugby league team, I think that automatically shrinks your leagues club, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what that's what a leagues club was originally to fund the league team. Um, mm. It's just good. It's good to see that on a positive note that the whole club, the football club and the leagues club, uh, are on similar pages and working together, which is great. Mm. And uh, the next the next point of uh, discussion. Uh, coronavirus has changed the world as we know it, including the rugby league world. We've already touched on this a bit, so we won't need to go into it all over again. But um, all rugby league in the world has come to a stop, apart from the NRL. Uh, we've already given our praise to the NRL for fighting on. So this week in the NRL, we've seen no crowds, and I was a bit sceptical how that would feel on TV, but I've actually enjoyed the no crowds experience, listening to the players communicate, the communication at the next level it goes to, and all that, and the body contact. Hasn't that been massive? It's just another spectacle to the game we didn't know really exists when the crowd drowns all that noise out. Yeah, it's a different aspect that uh, it's really been highlighted since we haven't had a crowd. It's a little bit sad, though, when you... See the stadium's empty and the players running out to play a game. Um, but saying that, you're right, that did highlight or does highlight some of the uh, other cool aspects that we don't get because of the crowds after uh, the TV coverage. But I think I'd rather have crowds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd rather have crowds, but I've actually enjoyed I've I've been a big watcher of New South Cup and over the years and Obviously, the under twenties, whatever that, that's been named in the past as well. But you've you can you hear the communication, but I think it goes next level on top grade. You just oh. goes to that next step up where the talking's a bit louder, the the uh, communication's being told what like where to go and marking your men and everything and what defensive structures to to lay out and what attack as well. The attacking players talking to each other and just goes to the next level up. Yeah, of course it does. 
All right, Scotty, I thought we'd go into a junior rep to give a bit of a review of the seasons. They've been going for six or seven weeks now. Um, the Harris Matthews SG ball, we'll get into the Tasha Gale Cup and the other reserve grades as well. Um, I thought we'd get into it and give people out there that might be a little bit unaware of these competitions a bit of an overview. What do you reckon? That sounds good to me. All right, so the Harold Matthews team, who is the under-16 the under competition, is they're currently sitting in first. Five wins from five games. Uh, their season looked like this so far. Round one, they had a bye. Round two was a 52 points to nil win over Souths. Round three, they defeated the St. George Dragons 30-10. to 10. They defeated Newcastle Knights in round four, 34-12. They defeated the Sydney Roosters in round five. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the full score here. Uh, typo by me. We've got 40 points in that game. And in round six, man, we defeated Manly uh, 14-10. So, pretty strong start. It's a strong start, and when you when I've got the ladder, I just pulled up here that you've named teams like Manly and Newcastle, who they've beaten, who are in the top eight. Manly's actually in the top four, so not just we're beating teams, we're beating some teams comfortably and beating some top sides. I suppose I know it's very early in the competition; it's not a big one, um, tightly as well. So it was a good start, and hopefully they get at some stage they get to finish the season off. It would be nice to actually take that trophy it would be I, I have a feeling that these competitions might be suspended but um but who knows we'll see what happens uh first after six rounds it's fantastic and that score that i missed out on from round five was 40 to nil over the sydney roosters there now sg ball sg ball under a 10 competition we're currently sitting in 10th uh with two wins two losses and a draw their season looked like this. Round one was a 42-4 to four win over the West Coast Pirates. Round two, 18-all with South Sydney. Round three, 38-16 over the St. George Dragons. In round four, we lost 18-48 to Newcastle Knights. Round five was a bye. And round six, we lost to Manly 8-34. So if it was like B in that competition, when we lose, we lose by a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because we're not uh, too two, far behind. No, two wins, two losses and a draw, just sitting outside the eight, and um, definitely a chance to actually finish in the top eight in the SG ball if the season continues. Um, now, if the season does continue, the next three rounds of football for these two competitions, the Bulldogs were drawn to play against the Central Coast Roosters, the Belmain Tigers, and the Penrith Panthers. So, um, be interesting to see the results there if the games go ahead. Yeah, All right, I mean, so we'll, we'll jump into the uh, Tasha Gale Cup, which is the under-18s for the girls. Uh, round one, the game didn't go ahead against the Roosters. Uh, I'm not sure why, unfortunately. Round two, there was a loss to the George Dragons, uh, 22 points to 16, followed by another loss in round three to the Cronulla Sharks, 20 points to 18. Uh, they got a win against Newcastle Knights, 22 points to 8, uh, followed by another win against the Canberra Raiders, 16 points to 12, and then unfortunately losing to the Illawarra Steelers, 26 to 6. Uh, this season has also been postponed, but the team is, was drawn to face the Parramatta Eels, the West Tigers, and the Penrith Panthers to finish the season in the under-18 girls. It's a, good, it's a solid start. 
in that in that competition for the the under eighteen girls, the Pashtagala Cup. Um, Three losses and two wins. Which is pretty pretty good, I think, given our history in that competition. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. And we'll just look at the ladder of the Roosters as the Indigenous Academy. Yes, Indigenous Academy Roosters. And also, there's the Steelers and the the Illawarra Steelers and the St George Dragons, and the Steelers are sitting in first, and the St George Dragons are sitting in third. It's pretty funny. (laughs) And Cronulla Sharks are sitting in second. Funny enough, just right there. There you go. Geography wise. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about these competitions. Even the SG Boy and the Harold Max, you do end up with teams like the Belmain Tigers, the Western Suburbs, Magpies. North Sydney and their Illawarra Steelers and St George Dragons. It's great to see a bit of a throwback. I, I quite like looking at the results or even seeing some of the footage of the games and seeing those old club jerseys out and about as well. Uh, stepping up a level, Scotty, I, I got into a bit of a role when I was looking up these results and I just ended up going into all the competitions. So let's continue. Jersey flag under 20s. There has been one round and that was a loss to Parramatta, 20 points to 14. So Disappointing start to the season there. The season was postponed, and we are currently sitting in 10th. Well, Parramatta uh, rolled us last year in the Jersey flag at Bankwest Stadium. Um, so 2014, probably take it, only a try the difference. So the close game, I'll take it. Yeah, we lost Parramatta. We lost to Parramatta uh, three, all three grades round one. Oh, wait, I don't take that. The NRL. Yeah. Uh, the New South Wales Women's Premiership started uh, last week now as well. The Bulldogs got the bye, and the season has been suspended. <laughs> We're currently sitting in sixth place. So we could have a nice competitive season there. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a positive. I like your positive spins. There you You're go. quite good at them. And, and, of course, the Canterbury Cup. We're currently in eighth after a round one loss to the Eels again. 24 points to 16. And, obviously, this competition has been suspended as well. Did you get a chance to watch that game? I did watch the game. Uh, I watched 60 minutes of the game. I missed out on the final 20 because of a press conference. Yeah, I was disappointed with the Channel 9 when Matt the Groot said we could uh, continue watching on the app, but I got Scott Morrison on my phone and the TV at the same time. Yeah, well, I I have an Apple TV, so all all my viewing pleasures are through the internet. So when he said... uh, Online will stay off the football. I was like, you beauty. And then uh, I, I think there was a try scored or something like a breaking play. And I thought I'd go to run off to the toilet and I come back to the press conferences on. So mm. I was spewing. Yeah, same. Because I was about to just cast it onto the TV. And I, and I was getting ready to cast it onto the TV. But the uh, Scott Morrison's head popped up in both. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, pretty much really, really that information they need to be given in there. I didn't think anyway. Uh, next week, Scotty, we play the West Tigers at Campbelltown in the early competition that remains, the NRL. How do you feel going into this one? Actually, I'm feeling relatively confident because Dean Pay is one of the only coach for 100% record in round three. <laughs> There's a fun fact what for you. Start. Yep. I get my stats. When his first year coaching, he beat the Panthers and Ains at the stadium. Last year, he beat the Tigers at Campbelltown, which is exactly where this game's being played a year on. And we've got the Tigers again. I think Dean Pay's a round three specialist. Have you looked into all the other coaches to see if that's correct? 
I actually haven't, but I'm feeling confident that it is. I'm sure maybe Craig Bellamy is the only one who could take that on. Just trying to think, was there a rookie coach last year in the NRL that might have won round for you? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. For two years, after watching, after watching the West Tigers game today, um, it's given me a little bit of confidence. They seem to be all over the place today. Well, they couldn't defuse a kick for the life of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we can't kick either, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Lachlan Lewis would yeah, Jacob Villio maybe it might have started halfback. Well, I think I think uh, the Bulldogs in round two uh, were definitely disappointing, but I think um, part of that was how physical round one was, and I think they were still recovering from that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they can bring back that physicality in round three. I think it's a Sunday game. If they can, there's no they. they Potentially could hold the Tigers down. I feel like the Tigers have got a fair bit of points though in them, and uh, see that's the problem. We've got to really maintain their point scoring because I feel like they they got more points in them yeah. in them with the spine. I think Josh Reynolds played pretty good today for the Tigers, and uh, Benji Marshall played really well in round one. He controlled the ball on it's like he had it on the line. He's just kicking for five cent piece every time. Yeah, on a string, that's the word. But he was kicking to a five cent piece every time against the Dragons, especially at the end of the game. He really suffocated the Dragons from any chance of winning the round one game. So I feel like I feel like the Tigers struggled with the physicality of the Newcastle Knights forward pack today. So if we can bring that physicality from round one back, I think that's where we might be able to strike. But I'm a bit worried because they get Harry Grant across and I think he'll go straight into hooker. That's a possibility. Them. I know more of reassessing the Tigers' season at the moment, but I really feel like he'll come into hooker, and I think that Billy Walters, I think he's been doing a decent job at hooker, will play less, will play a bit off the bench. So I think that might just strengthen their attack a little bit. Alrighty, is there anything else you want to add to this episode? Well, I thought I was when I was watching. I'll go back to the uh, Thursday night game between the uh, Bulldogs and Cowboys. I was watching it, and I uh, noticed that I, I don't think Lachlan Lewis was the only person to be hooked off the, out of the game. I think of another player, I don't know if you've noticed this, was Joe Stimson. Big Joe Stimson got hooked, did you? Yeah, well, I don't think he was necessarily hooked. I think he came off at roughly the same time he did against the Paramount Eagles, but he never came back on. Dean Britt just finished it. He just came on and finished the game for uh, in for Joe. And I thought, at first, like, like the t- I think the two players who got hooked was funny enough. Joe Stimson had the beautiful ball down the short side. He was the one who started the Nick Meany line break with that yep. beautiful pass. And I thought this was exciting. I got really excited. I was like, this is what Joe... I, th- I think Joe, when he's playing for Melbourne, he's basically got a bit of uh, ball-playing skill skills as well. And uh, when he threw that beautiful cutout ball to Nick Meany, Nick Meany went flying down and Lachlan scored it. Funny enough, the two of the players in the actual involved in the actual game... Lachlan Lewis was oh, in that try, so Lachlan Lewis who scored the try, got hooked. And I think Joe Stimson didn't come back on because I think he got pulled out of defence a few times down the uh, edge where the Cowboys scored that really soft try. Yeah. And I really think that, in my opinion, I don't want to sound harsh on Joe, but I think he's a little bit unfit. <laughs> I think he's got well, a lot of talent. I think he was gassed after 20 minutes as a second row. It's not good. Let's hope he hasn't picked up an injury there. But, uh, Scotty, we will be back next week, and next week we'll have a return of the old dog. You will be in control of that, finding out who will be the old dog for next week. 
Is that yep. the first old dog this year? Yes, it'll be the first old dog this year. We first finished off. old dog this year. We've been pretty slack with the podcast this year, haven't we? With it's been a bit... That's, everything that's gone on in the world, we've found it hard to find some time to uh, sit down and actually do a recording. But anyway, we've done this one. So, well, until next been, week. We've been slack, but don't forget, we had Lynn Edison on, so I think that uh, gives us a few weeks of buffer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, guys. You see you later.